Great. Now I have stains stuck in my head. So, so fuck well, you. You know, John, it's been a while since that's happened. I think I quit the show. <laughs> <laughs> It's Friday, June 5th. And you're listening to Fantastic Neighborhood, episode... 120. I'm Fred, and I like repairing things around the house. I'm John, and I like pretending I'm young. Hey, John, you're not old. You're a you're a dashing 30-something-year-old man living you know, in the prime of his life. You know, I was in Denver this last weekend, um, and... You're uh, a jet-setter. Yeah, and a lot of people... Did not believe that I was 32 years old, which is super flattering. I felt in, in which direction, though? Oh, no, they thought I was younger. Okay. Um, then, yes. So, I, you know, I, I was super flattering, but the thing is, I felt like I was about 60 years old this weekend. Um, one of my brother's, my brother's bachelor party, um, and I was the oldest person there. Usually by a pretty decent margin. Maybe there's another guy who's 30, but everybody else is around 26. Um, Yeah, it is hard to keep up. Six years is a pretty big difference when you're talking about that that level of partying. Well, it's so it's a combination of that and like you've just you've been there. You've done it. It doesn't hold the allure anymore. It does. It does. But the next day. Well, I mean, doing uh, blow off a hooker's tits are, are is exciting one way or another, but uh, you know, this is. I'm this, sorry, I'm sorry, sex worker. You know, this is the one. This is the episode <laughs> where I'm gonna like. This will be the top episode on the feed when I s- submit to Pax for the the press pass, Fred. <laughs> we'll put something before the intro music that makes it seem like professional. We now interrupt this episode to bring you a very professional-sounding station ID. You're listening to Fantastic Neighborhood. Hello? Hello? Am I on the air? Hello? It's time for the Freeze That Pays! Touch the shark. Ugh, so awkward. Ugh. Yeah. But hookers and blow. Stop it. Oh my god. (laughs) Let's start over. No, no, you could just cleverly edit. So, Fred, I forgot what you said was your thing that you liked because <laughs> uh, I was so distracted by my anger. Okay, so I fixed a thing in the house today or uh, over the weekend, which made me feel very proud about myself because I like there's something about fixing something in the house that just makes you feel like a goddamn man. Like, yeah. So, my, uh, you know how much problems or how many problems I've had with my central air conditioning unit? We'll say yes so I don't have to hear a backstory. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> So we started running it again, and all of a sudden water started pouring out of my ceiling. That's always a fun little wake-up call. So uh, I actually pulled out the ladder. I went up into the crawl space, and I took a look at it, and it turns out the uh, the technician who was here to fix my heat last time, fucking on his way out, because he was like 500 pounds. I don't know how he got up there, but on his way out, he kicked out the drainage pipe. Oh, that seems like it would be problematic. Yeah, so I reattached the drainage pipe. It's It's working now. I'm gonna go up there and uh, and and PVC glue the fucker together, and then I then I'll then I'm gonna call it fixed. Right now it's repaired. 
So if you've missed, the, if this is your first episode uh, of the show, the show is really about f- home repairs and partying? Weather. How about Video that, games. <laughs> so we play video games sometimes, John. Uh, I don't, because I've, I've been jet setting. Uh, so I played, <laughs> I played Street Fighter versus Tekken on my Vita. Is that experience comparable to the, uh, is it the same exact thing? It's a really good game. I, I love that game. Is um, it a port or is it like straight up? I think it came out around the same, I don't know. It looks, it looks like the PS3 D Xbox version to me. Like it is just a, it just looks really, really good. Um, I think you can get away with it because of that, that flatness of the art style a little bit. Yeah. I love Street Fighter versus Tekken. I guess, I think that's my favorite fighting game. Wow. Is that weird? I, I well, would have thought I would have thought you a two D man. It is. I mean, it is two D. But like a uh, you, you know, the purists would argue. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I really like. I guess she got added to Ultra Street Fighter Four, but I like Poison and I like either Ken or Ryu. I you know I like qu- quarter circles. You know, I'm a quarter circle kind of guy. Quarter circle guy. You know, I'm, I'm not good at fighting games, so uh, uh, it's not fantastic on the Vita. But I think it was free at some point. I mean, sorry, the I mean, it's not fantastic on the Vita controls. Um, I really would like them to bring back six face buttons. You know, I th- I feel like they're they're not doing it purely for aesthetic versions because the four face button thing, like that's that's their logo, that's their you know their symbology. Symbology, the study of symbols. Yeah, and, and numbers and such. Um, no, but I mean, you know, PlayStation identifies itself with the, you know, X square circle triangle. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you mean cross circle triangle uh, square? No, I mean X. So they, that's not an X, Fred. I, because it uh, marks the spot, John. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I'm very serious <laughs> about staying on brand, especially with competitors. Um, you don't want any trouble come knocking on your door. Have you heard? Have you heard that that there's been a leak at Nintendo, and apparently the next uh, Nintendo console, the NX, is potentially Android. Android. I've also I've also read isn't, things that said that, that the they worst already thing you've ever heard in your entire life. Yes, but I've also heard that that leak has already been shut down. So I don't know how how much credence I lend. To it. Sure, how much credence Clearwater I would give that? Um, how much Southern Rock I would lend to that? that rumor i don't know i think the source the newspaper that did it had like has is like four for four on nintendo leagues or something like that right um i don't know Uh, you know okay i don't know how that's gonna work because that if it's android i feel like it can't possibly tie into the to the 3ds well we don't know how it's gonna work because we're not system architects Fair uh, we're a couple of real. I mean, speak ding- for yourself. Uh, we're a couple of real ding dongs. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to work because I'm a Mac guy. Let's talk about X32 <laughs> architectures. Is um, that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just throwing out terms that sound familiar to me. X86. There you go. Uh, you know, Nintendo is a, a weird one right now. You know, they're going into the mobile space finally, and uh, they partnered with DNA, which used to be. Uh, Mobage or Mobage or whatever you want to call it, and Mobage egg. 
it it would make sense that I'm on if they're a roll going with terrible jokes. Yeah. It would make sense if they're going into the mobile space that all of a sudden their console would be Android. Um, I I don't I don't I don't know. It it sounds like a it sounds like a bad idea, but I guess that's because I've never seen a, like a. Is there anything like really powerful running Android? Uh, Nvidia Shield, right? Let's say like anything as powerful as one of the home consoles as a no PS4. likely for yeah um i don't know wait and see like they obviously really effed up this last uh generation people seem to be really liking splatoon yeah but- dude i've been looking like i i wish i could play that game but it's not worth buying a soon to be dead console what can you get a used Wii U for? Because there's enough. Yeah. If you have the time to play video games, I feel like there is enough to justify the purchase of a, a Wii U. I'm not because sure you I have, agree. Because you like, have, I no no, you don't have to agree because you'd be, <laughs> you'd be wrong. <laughs> no, there's because you you got you got uh, uh, Mario 3D World, Cart, Bene Two, Splatoon. People love Captain Toad, Wind Waker remake. You're gonna have the next Zelda. There's a bunch of things I'm forgetting. Well, so here's here's the thing: is that the um, there's a humble bundle. The console itself probably you can get pretty cheap, but you need a gamepad and potentially Wiimotes. No, no, and the those... game the gamepad is the gamepad comes with it. Fair enough, but the uh, the Wiimotes don't, and those you still never ha- seem to drop down. Pro- I don't have them for my old Wii. They all broke. Um, would you like some Wiimotes? I have a thousand. <laughs> Just thousands upon thousands of Wiimotes. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if it's worth it. I think Splatoon is great and probably won't be worth playing by the time I have time to do it. Because it's it's mostly online play. I think that's... Uh, Wiimotes, you know, 15 bucks, bro, for Wiimote Pluses. And also, you're never going to play two-player. Who's going to play with you? That's true. Sorry, I didn't mean that really. No, you're entirely accurate. <laughs> I don't have friends come over to play video games. I occasionally do, and and will later this week. I If my Japanese copy of, of NBA Jam uh, Tournament Edition for Sega Saturn shows up in time, I will be hooking up the Saturn. And, and as everyone knows, oh, that is the ultimate edition of NBA Jam. And please believe... I'll be hooking up my white Japanese Saturn. Oh my god! Can we talk is, about? Can we go back and talk about my white Saturn real quick? What is Japanese about that game? Is it? It's still the same players and all. That. No, no, it's the same exact game. They might not even have translated the menus. It was just it was two dollars cheaper um, than the U.S. version on Amazon, uh. and it ships from Japan. And here's the thing about games shipped from Japan, Fred: they are always one hundred percent complete. Did I, I told you when I bought I when I went into stores and I when I was buying my like uh, Super Famicom and uh, my White Saturn that they were apologizing profusely for the quote damage on the oh, console yeah, yeah. and it was only like slightly yellowed not even close to being as yellow as one as any consoles that that have been in America ever it, it's um, it's like the level of yellow it would have been if they had just left it in the box. There, when I was when I was at um, crap, and I can't remember the store now. But I was at one of the, one of the bigger stores, Nakihabra, that has uh, like three three different uh, locations. And there was a guy behind the counter, like 
meticulously cleaning the shit out of a Super Famicom cartridge the entire time I was in that section, which was like half an hour or so. I mean, how much could that game be selling for to justify that time <laughs> investment? But, oh my God, I don't, how much? I love that. I love that so much. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I like being meticulous. I'm I'm good with my, like, my magic cards, pristine. I go down a rabbit hole pretty hard, too. Like, when I start, like, cleaning something, and the next thing I know, it's 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 three hours, and I've torn the room apart. Needs to be, uh, the, the entire room needs to be reorganized and cataloged. Uh, I've been down that path, too. Hey, video games. John, um, I, I, I think I need some help. Yeah, oh, clearly. <laughs> Let me tell you a little story. <laughs> when we were at PAX East this year, Eddie has been playing Puzzle and Dragons. Friend of the show, Edward Farkiev. He's been playing it incessantly for a long time now, and it, it, it always surprised me. I, I didn't really know anything about the game, and it looked like, some sort of scammy money grab. Like, it didn't even look like it was a, rec- a reputable company putting it out. I wasn't familiar with them. And then I went to PAX, and Gung Ho was at PAX, and not only were this Puzzle Wait, and Dragon... Gung Ho, isn't that the, like, Michael Keaton movie from the 80s where they the factory gets purchased by a Japanese company, and then they have to band together to make a bunch of cars, even though they're American? That is, uh, in fact, that movie. Gung Ho uh, Entertainment, however, is a video game company whose uh, logo looks like a sex toy. I would be more impressed if they were the same company from that movie and they had just like <laughs> they just spread out. We what do you call it? We pivoted. <laughs> yeah, took a left. Yeah, they're they're big time like you know VC uh, influence. So they're like, oh, you know, we pivoted and now we're into mo- social games. <laughs> <laughs> so so they um. They just released, and I haven't played it, but they just released a uh, Puzzle and Dragon game cartridge for the 3DS in tandem with Nintendo. has two games on it. One is uh, Puzzle and Dragon Mario Edition, and the other is Puzzle and Dragon Z or Puzzle and Dragon X or something like that. So are you playing the 3DS version? I'm not playing any of them. I'm playing the mobile game. Okay. Because, so the mobile game is free, and on to the play. Wave, free yeah. to play. Free to start. Wave, uh, well, the whole game is accessible. There's nothing locked down. And they're actually, for, for a mobile game, it's actually pretty generous as far as free-to-plays go. Like, they give you a lot of stuff for free, and you can earn it pretty easily. Paying money into that game is is mostly for the luxury of people who want to spend money. And, like, I, I don't mind people who want to spend money on games. No, it I, is, this, is, this isn't fair, because you, you say all this, but I know you. And I know how you get into these these free to plays yeah i get in pretty hard don't you I? go you you go hard like you were like you know how like teenagers fall in love that's you with puzzle <laughs> games like i uh i threw you're, five you're like this game. you're scribbling uh with what was it dragon age legends or whatever you're scribbling like that in your notebook drawing pictures of it uh <laughs> <Slayer>. <laughs> carving carving uh, da plus fe into a fucking tree uh <laughs> But like, yeah, I get I get big on these, but like, I I never thought I'd play this one because it's a match three puzzle game. It's basically Puzzle Fighter, or it's like it's like it's puzzle a match fighter, three. It's a match three where you basically are collecting Pokemon and you go into a dungeon with your guys, and they all have different abilities and power levels. And when you match the three whatever, it activates their powers. That's all it is. It's a it's a monster collector. 
Clearly. Absolutely. Super simple. Uh, this game, <laughs> I was reading reports about it. It's it's the number one mobile game in Japan. And last year, Gung Ho was making something like $3 million a day profit on this game alone. They were more profitable last year than Nintendo. Yeah, man. I Yeah, I've heard that. Um, uh, you know what? I think that instead of dissuading you from this, I'm going to just download it right now while we sit here. Oh, my God. Do you know what comes out tomorrow? What comes out tomorrow, John? Uh, the sequel to 10 million. Is it 20 million? Do, no, no. I think it's called like... Uh, we we got to build a boat or something. <laughs> the obvious sequel name. Um, you must build a boat. It's called You Must Build a Boat. Is it direct? Is it a direct sequel or is it just no? The it's guy, just a, the, the guys next game made... the, the next game for the developer. Um, so yeah, so it's it's coming out tomorrow or sorry yesterday. Shit, time travel. Ah! It's like I'm Ron Silver, and I just came into contact with my past self in Time Cop, and now I'm disappearing. <laughs> time cop. You went with Time <laughs> Cop as time travel. Yeah, I'm Ron Silver, man. Okay, good. Dude, Time Cop is a good-ass movie. No, I that, know. Okay, let's take, I'm going to take that back. I'm going to step back. Time Cop is a movie I enjoy a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we talk about time travel movies, like everyone goes for the obvious Back to the Future, but you know which one I like to go to is... Yeah, uh, Time Cop. Not Time Cop. Uh, 12 Monkeys. Mm. Oh, man. That movie, I think... It's a little I'm, too intense. Yeah, it's a little too intense for me. There's that um, and Time Bandits. Those were the two. Time Bandits. Both Terry Gilliam movies. Oh, is, is 12 Monkeys a Terry Gilliam? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, man, that game... Uh, I'm sorry, that movie... Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little too intense for me. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. It, I think that happens with a lot of movies I saw as a kid uh, that I shouldn't have seen, you know? Dude, children's movies would not pass muster nowadays. Well, no, no. I, I mean, think. not that that was a children's movie. I mean, obviously, it's a very adult film, but like... Oh, I'm thinking of Time Bandits still. Oh. <laughs> but now, well, and now I'm thinking of Invaders from Mars. and. <laughs> but, but, you know, that movies I should not have seen that, right. like, seven. I should not have seen seven when I was 13. Like... F that movie. Never want to see that again. Well, you know what happens, at least. Uh, I shouldn't have seen Sixth Sense uh, pretty much ever. I don't like that movie. Um, <laughs> so, John, this week, normally a pretty dry week. As a matter of fact, like, you know, it's su- it's summertime. and I got the summertime, summertime. Video games, not so, uh, not so much during the summer. Remember the summer of Lana? Was I that, do remember that was this. two summers ago. Two that summers was, ago. Oh, that was an amazing summer. I can't wait to get our number one summer jam this year. I don't know what it's going to be. Um, I'm thinking it's that Bieber song. Oh, where no, Where be. are you now? Where I need you now that I need you. Definitely that song. Anyway, um, summer has oh. not traditionally been good for video games. Don't cut until... me off. Don't cut me off when I'm, I'm singing cut, Bieber. I'm cu- I'm cutting you off. And uh, this year. E3, right around the corner, as you know. You work in the industry. You're an industry insider. Oh, dude, am I? (laughs) And I can't wait for you to be able to talk about that stuff. But a lot of stuff has happened this week that normally would have been reserved for E3. And and they just decided, screw it, we're we're going to cut them off. Uh, Yeah, I think, like, leaks happened, right? 
Well, some of them were leaks, and some of them seem very intentional to me. Let me ask you a question. Okay. On Amazon, if you were selling a used video game, why would you mark it as good if it doesn't come with all the shit? If it's just the cartridge? Shit, I'm sorry. I shouldn't online shop during the show. I'm a monster. Please go ahead. You shouldn't online shop in general because you spend too much money on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 I knows you. Anyway, yeah. um, so we had a bunch of big previews uh, this week. Uh, the biggest, I think, of which is Fallout 4. Yeah, man. So did you watch the the reveal trailer? War. War never changes. War never changes, John. So once again, I'm excited for Fallout. Despite the game, like, the trailer looked like a, a bag of poo. Uh, maybe. I mean, it... Was it just me? It looked very Bioshocky to me. Well, no, I mean, I mean, it just looked like it just looked like the PC version of uh, Fallout Three, right? Like it just right. looked like an up-resed version, it, you know. And I'm probably remembering Fallout Three with rose-colored goggles, glasses. Is that let's go with glasses. But nonetheless, I'm excited. I never finished Fallout Three, but but I really want to. Finish well, this one. Now's, now's your opportunity. I never played Fallout 3. I never played New Vegas. I think the last Fallout I played was actually 1, maybe 2. Uh, and that was that was like way back when, when it first came out. That was a PC title only at the time, I think. Um, I, I like the Fallout series in general, but I, I could never really get behind it. I think I might give this one a whirl because, it, you know, there's a lot of hype behind it. Uh, there's a German Shepherd, which is usually the, uh, that's, that's the signifier that I should play it. Although I got excited for the fact that maybe Fallout 4 was you playing as a German Shepherd in the Fallout world. Um, don't think that's the case though, because they revealed there's a dude at the end of it. Um, but it looks like it's, it's just going to be another Fallout game, right? It takes place around Boston, I guess, but it's still the same story of guy coming out of vault going into brave new world. Uh, so you're saying it's a Fallout game? I'm saying and it's, it's not, a Fallout game. Not necessarily a guy. You could play as a lady. This is true. Um, and I also think the trailer. I think the trailer might have been going for the feels a little bit too hard. Oh, with the the crib, the crib, and like just looking at the wreckage and like eh, it didn't do it for me. But I don't know. That's a big title that's got a lot of hype. Why do you think they announced it before E3 though? Um, I think the leaks were getting. To be a little too much, so. Where the fuck do these leaks come from? I never, like, I always, okay. Dude, they're, I'll tell you where they come from, man. They come from jack, jagoffs inside the companies that, like, run their mouth. I just, I always thought that or, leaks. Or contractors. Well, I always thought leaks were more intentional than not. I always thought that that was, like, a marketing ploy. Um, you know, som- sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. Yeah, uh, but apparently it's do- not as much as I thought it was anyway. Focus focus group testers, like focus uh, contractors, like full-time employees who run their mouth online to their buddies or some shit. Um, that's, how, that's how it happens. The other thing is Fallout 4, like everybody knew this was coming. Oh, yeah, right? obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the other thing, I think XCOM got announced uh, – I think it's kind of the same story. Either that or they wanted to get out in front of it because they might have been afraid that it would get overshadowed. I feel like Fallout 4 
would not get overshadowed. Right. XCOM, yeah. uh, it's going to be a PC exclusive, like, you know, as the potential. Even though the last one was super successful, like, I don't think the expansion was as successful. Well, the, the last one was super successful by XCOM standards, right? Like, uh, I think it was. I think it was super successful by strategy game standards and potentially by like just you know video video game standard. Maybe. I mean, I don't think it had it hit that AAA level, but like it was it was a big title, and you you and I liked that game a lot. Yeah, we did. It was a good game. I will definitely play the second one. I don't know that I'll play it at launch but I'm, i'll definitely play it um i don't know that's the kind of game though i still like i don't think it would work on my cell phone but i kind of want to play it there my ipad is too old now and i don't yeah. think i'm ever gonna buy another ipad like you, I, you're gonna go surface pro well no i just don't uh actually yeah probably i mean considering that that what you could do on on that compared to an ipad so, so iPad is too close to my big ass iPhone, right? Right. The Surface the gap, Pro the gap closed, right? But a Surface Pro is it's a laptop replacement. Not quite, not quite my uh, laptop, you know, replacement. But like, it could do a lot of stuff. And with the like game streaming uh, that that it's going to be able to do with Xbox, and that you could run, you know, a lot of games um, on it. Yep. God, I sound like such a freaking shill at this point. <laughs> so here's the thing. I actually don't I don't think I'm gonna end up buying a you know Surface Pro for, for me, but like when I get a choice of my next work computer, uh I might go with with, with a, a maxed out Surface Pro. Oh um, that might I think that might be a good idea because you know that's it's pretty mobile, you know, you can carry it everywhere without it being a burden. Yeah. Um like flips into a tablet easily, yeah, like you can, and make you the can do noise. You can, you can do tablet shit with it. So, so John, the other thing that got announced uh, or leaked or whatever you want is like there's a bunch of new Toys to Life games. Yeah, there's two new ones in particular. The the Lego one got announced though, a while ago, but they it, released. Yeah, them. but the some of the, some of the sets got spoiled basically over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm and so what's really interesting about the Lego one, which might be my first foray into this this uh, genre, is that there's. It's it. There's a lot of crossover. Like you could play right. as Back to the Future characters in the Wizard of Oz and Portal, and like that's really cool. And the lineup they have is just insane. Yeah, no, it's a great lineup. Um, even the base set is. Here's the thing: like all the other Toys to Life games, like Skylanders and all that. Like, yeah, you're buying toys, but they're only for Skylanders, right? Um, but the Lego set. You get Legos that work with all your other Legos, and people who like Legos love Legos. And since they do, the the sets basically cost as much as a Lego set anyway, like yeah. that's a really cool item. I will de- even if I don't buy that game, I will buy the Portal set for my desk. I'll probably buy, uh, you know, maybe the Back to the Future set or the Jurassic World set if that movie isn't horseshit. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 well, the crossover stuff seems really cool. Um, yeah, and then uh, Disney announced Playmation. Which I don't is, know what that is, I think it's like, uh, I don't know, I have no idea. It's supposedly like more active play, you know, combined with video game stuff. So it's it's more more Wii, less PlayStation. I guess I don't know. There is a here. Here's a quote: There is a companion app, but PlayMation is not meant to be played in front of a screen. Instead, you become part of the story in real life, running around and using your imagination to complete missions. Really oh, it's one of those like geo games almost 
You know, it's it sounds like a cool thing for, yeah, you know, for kids. I like uh, that idea. That sounds like fun. Oh my god, the sneeze! Achoo! Such a dainty sneeze. Are seriously? A little bit. I was like, chew. Maybe not that high, right? I am allergic. Oh boy, so am I. I, I oh. popped a pill earlier. I mean, it was. Mm. It was, oh, not, it was not okay. an allergy pill, but you know. Um, hey, John, did you hear- you're, you're rolling your just rolling your ass off on Molly right now. <laughs> like you, I saw. I thought I saw you just like petting your chest. You know, like oh, bro. I'm just speaking. Like, I'm in the beat. Speaking in of party drugs, beat. did you uh, did you hear this whole story between GameStop, Think Geek, and Hot Topic? I did. I did. Uh, That's so an interesting get, one, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So go, okay. go ahead, man. So to recap, uh, Think Geek, I'm sure we're all familiar with. Uh, they were in negotiations to be purchased by Hot Topic. Everyone thought they would be purchased by Hot Topic. They were basically in the final stages of contract negotiation, and at the last moment, ThinkGeek pulled out and announced that GameStop was buying them. And yeah. uh, I think I think they bought them for like 180 million dollars or something like that. It wasn't in, plus, in today's let's, day plus and age. shipping. Let's let's keep in mind, you know, yeah, you gotta know. pay for shipping. But they got ten percent off for referring a friend. ThinkGeek never includes shipping. <laughs> But yeah, so they they bought ThinkGeek, and listen, we rag on GameStop all the time here, but I think this is a great move on their behalf, because quite frankly, their physical stores to sell video games is becoming a complete artifact, and they, they know it. Like, you know... I don't know. I- no, I I don't I don't know. They make well, look at all the prof- stuff GameStop has done in the past couple of weeks, right? They had they bought ThinkGeek, so now they're going to be selling fucking socks or whatever at their locations if they aren't already. And uh, they they started the used games program, like the, uh, the, the used, vintage used retro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't really have an opinion about this. It's just these are like three things. I have purchased something from ThinkGeek before. I got my Retron from them. But with the, that exception, these are three companies who I can completely live without. I don't know, John. Where are you going to buy your uh, UFO pants? Online. Not for Hot Topic. <laughs> Online. You, you know, Hot Topic was useful to me in high school or maybe early college because um, when I first became like a real... Because you wanted to pick up goth tricks? No, when I first became a real pretentious uh, fuck... And started buying records, like Hot Topic was the only place that had a vinyl selection. Now you have to go to Urban Outfitters for it. I I don't think I've ever stepped foot in a Urban Outfitters. You're a lucky man. Uh, yeah, dude. I remember Hot Topic. Amazon, from- like for all of the things these places sell, it's Amazon or or a mom and pop for me. I remember Hot Topic from living in my mall day, from the living in my mall days back when I was uh, living upstate. And Did I ever tell you about the time me and my friends got locked in the mall and then we, hilarious madcap stuff happened? I'm sorry. No, wait. That was an episode of The O.C. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I I don't know that any of those companies are particularly relevant anymore. I feel like Think Geek is cute, but like most of the stuff they sell, I could get varying. Like, how many silicon ice cube trays do I need? That are shaped like Federation logos or whatever. You I know? do. Like, I use those, man. I make. <laughs> I make like uh, Jello. The, oh, you know. I did that last week. I made Jello gummies. Yeah, yeah. I do that. Uh, That's fun. Yeah. 
You 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 make the sugar free. Clearly, dude. <laughs> I, haven't had, um, I haven't touched carb in months, brah. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I haven't really. I feel great. Down <laughs> down thirty three pounds. So the other and thing that's I John's to... diet check in for this episode. <laughs> yeah, put some music there. Oh my uh, god, wrestling was so good uh, last weekend. Oh, so good. Oh, I watched it on the airplane. I must have looked like such a loser. <laughs> Wrest- oh, we were, wait, you were watching like a like a download of it? Yeah, yeah, I downloaded it because I missed the pay-per-view because I was at a concert. Da- uh, well, yeah, I don't want to admit to stealing it. I have a subscription, so I was entitled to this show, right? Yeah. But, you know, course, obviously, obviously I couldn't stream it on the airplane. But, yeah, it's so good. Game book? So the, no no one last thing I wanted to talk to you about I want to get your opinion on this did you read about refunds the steam refunds yeah and I agree with your note in this about seemingly hurting indies a lot like does this mean I can get a refund on Proteus I don't know what the so the the rules are very arbitrary about how the refunds happen you have to be able to play a, you have to have played a game less than two hours. And it has and, to be within the first couple of weeks of purchase. And right? I think, yeah, it's the first couple of weeks of purchase. I think so. Like we're probably past the statute. No, but I'm saying if hypothetically I bought it, you know. Yeah, um, but how does that work with like humble bundles and stuff like that? You would not be. It would be things you purchase directly from Steam. I guess it's it's just weird because like the the very arbitrary nature of it and the very nebulous rules of like we will have our arbitrators decide whether or not you're abusing the system. I'm just, uh, I mean, you know, I haven't had great support experiences with Valve, and I don't know that that would, I don't know. Uh, it's not really come up with me, but, like, it just seems weird that they'd set, like, a time on it like that. Um, because, you know, like I said, like, I mean, how many game, how many indie games have we played that were under two hours to complete? Yeah, there, I mean. There are a good amount of them. So, I don't think the, the rules are, are steadfast. They can't be. Well, uh, no, they're so. actually fairly nebulous, right? I think they have to be. Yeah, um, and it's it's going to require like literal arbitration in some cases. What they did say is that if you uh, if you buy a game and then it goes on sale, you you can get a refund and then buy the the sale price, and they do not consider that abuse. But how about just automatically refunding people within a certain time period? Then, if that's the case, I I don't know, man. I do not know. This is a definite wait and see on the John front. It's like I want um I want this to be a good thing because I think empowering consumers to not be wary of their purchases is great. But like most of the stuff on Steam costs five bucks anyway. So I don't know. I uh I think it's definitely a step in the right con uh I think it's a step in the right direction and i certainly think it will it's it's a good thing for consumers like many things that launch with steam it is going to need some refinement you know yeah and eventually they're going to sell hats for it (laughs) hat refunds boom 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 market we're done game club game club let's put a quote here of some sort is infested with Nazi pigs. You should be careful to not kill anyone unless you have to. What's that? Kill as many Nazis as I can? No, I said... Can't hear you, Kessler. Lots of static. 
Brad, tell me about the back half of uh, Wolfenstein: The Old Blood. Because I didn't. You I do didn't your homework. Pull. No, I've been very, very, very busy uh, creating a wonderful platform for developers to publish their games on. So I've been a little you know, preoccupied. Okay, fair enough. So uh, first of all, let's just you know put a marker here. What is Game Club? Game Club is a section of the show where John and I will play through a video game and talk about it, like a book in a book club. But it's a game, except that John didn't do it this time, so I'll do all the talking. <laughs> um, and we're playing these these last four chapters of Wolfenstein: The Old Blood. Um, so there will be spoilers, obviously. John, zombies <laughs> did not did not see that coming. Wait, did you read any of the notes? Or you? Ma- oh, you're making fun. You're joking. No, uh, well, I knew Wait, did- I knew I knew there were zombies because you told me that. But you read the notes when you you pick up the notes, and it says that there's going to be zombies. I didn't actually read the game notes. Ah, I just downloaded this because I wanted to play this game. Although no, the, no, no, no. I'm sorry. The the in game stuff, like the journal pickups. Yeah, I I sort of skimmed over them this time, to be honest. Like I was reading some of them. Uh, here here's the the interesting thing about this game is that you know Wolfenstein's always done like weird things, and it's usually like the third reel of the film. Um. And more and more, I'm starting to realize that almost all of the Wolfenstein games are actually homages to film genres. Mm. And it makes more sense to me that the they had the, you know, uh, the last game had the Grindhouse trailer, and then this one had, like, the Hammer Horror sort of yeah. trailer. You know, like, it makes sense now, because this is the zombie one, and the last one was the Grim Future Grindhouse exploitation one. Um, man, I really like this series in... When when I really look back at it, I really do like the Wolfenstein series. I think they're a lot of fun. I don't think they're the greatest games in the world, but I think they're a lot of fun. I think the last this Wolfenstein game this this these last two are very 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 good. Yes, I don't think this is one quite lives up to the standard the last one set though. Oh no, I agree because like the gameplay, I think the gameplay core gameplay loop is very very good. Right, and I actually but, think some of the combat puzzles in this one are better. Than the uh, last one, but I think without the, I without the like f- how good the story was in the previous one, uh, the narrative yeah. in the last one was a little bit more compelling. There was like the the whole love angle, uh, it was a little grimmer. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So tell me. So I know that there's not much gameplay change from the first four chapters, but I've heard, and you can fill me on this. This is like me interviewing you. Yeah. Um, it's content for the show. Uh, I've heard that corpses reanimate. Is that? Yeah. Um, so there's there's zombie Nazis, and they're also on fire. That's a thing. Um, occasionally, if you kill a guy, he reanimates. It doesn't always happen. It seems to be like a like a random chance. But when they do, they often set off the alarm, or they will start attacking other Nazis. You could almost use them to create a distraction. Um, but what's interesting is how the gameplay changes after chapter four. So once you, the first four chapters are pretty straightforward. There's stealth elements and then there's running gun elements, right? Mm -hmm. In the back half of the game, there's a vehicle level where you're, where you're, uh, controlling a mech stealth, but not as nearly as much. And then there's, um, there's a couple of a lot more running gun because the zombies are sort of just mindless. It's just a shooting fest, right? 
kill them because they're running after you one way or another. And then there's a couple of opportunities to have fun with the game where you can actually uh, set, you know, kill a guy, have him reanimate and create a distraction and then run through the distraction to get to what you're going to. So uh, the, the gameplay does change a lot. It gets, I think it gets a little easier in the second half because uh, the zombies are just very... It's a, you, you go from doing stealth and fighting smart enemies who hide to shooting things that are running at you face first. And, All right. Uh, but it's it's really... Um, it, it's, it's still a good game. It's still a lot of fun. I'm actually... I haven't actually beat the game yet. I'm on the final boss right now. Um, though, if you, if you follow the last couple of chapters, the story goes exactly where you think it's going to go. Um, the other interesting thing about this game is that there was a lot more, uh, hidden stuff specifically in the, in uh, new order. There was the, you remember the retro level in the new order? Yeah. And there's a ton of them in this. There's one in every chapter of the game in this one. Yep. Uh, uh-huh. I didn't, I didn't find them all, but, uh, I did a lot of them. I have a problem because I can't resist actually doing them. You get an achievement for each one of them. Each um, one of them. Yeah. But I played through some of them like this is boring <laughs> uh the last one's fun because it's just a boss fight and it takes two minutes and then you're done with it Jeez, i should find that one yeah um get uh, get them 20 points i love points man yeah and it's one of the bosses from the original wolfenstein the guy not not mecha hitler but the guy with the two chain guns gotcha but um yeah you know what's uh i mean i don't think this series is ending right like new no. order had like a weird ending because uh I thought he died. You, you die. Yeah. Ostensibly. Like, yeah. I don't and, know what that, I still don't know what that word means. <laughs> and I don't know that they're going to keep doing prequels. This one obviously being a prequel, but I'd like to see where they go with this. I want more Wolfenstein games. I actually also like the $20, like eight chapter, couple of hour gameplay versions of this. Yeah. I'd like another, I'd like a couple of years, you know, come back with a, a another full game. Yeah. Um, and it can't be exactly like this. No, it's I think they, well, this, but this one had on different elements from from the last one, right? Like, I mean, there's a couple mechanically different things, like the some of the weapons are different, the climbing, the walls, stealth stuff, um, little bits and pieces. Uh, where the the last one excelled was the story and and the relationship building and all that one. Um, in this one, I think the story that you start to pick up is like anyone who gets around Blaskowitz dies. Like all his allies start biting the bullet, and uh, yeah, it's like uh, Riddick. It's like Riddick a little bit, yeah. And um, there is one part in the game, and there's like you remember in the in the last game you had to at the beginning of the game you had to pick which one of your uh, companions you save, right? Um, in this one, you have two companions. There comes a point where you can only save one of them, but I don't. You just happen upon it, depending on which path you take. You don't. You're not consciously making a decision. So, depending on which, like, if you go left or right at a certain point, you either save, uh, save one or the other. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, it's not really pivotal to the story. It just gives you a different piece of backstory. Because, I like. You know, yeah. let me tell you why I like that, Fred. Because game games always try to make that shit so explicit, and like, that's not very realistic. Sometimes Paragon shit, Renegade. Yeah, sometimes shit just happens, and it's not it's not great. Yeah, um, and I kind of like that. And I actually uh, I actually questioned whether or not like 
it was time based or anything like that. I saved the one person. Could I get to the other person and save them in time? I I couldn't. Um, you have to actually play through twice to to get both achievements for saving each person. But uh, I definitely definitely in, enjoyed this game. Um, I don't know where what the ending is going to be. The there is a uh, a boss fight at the end, and it's actually very difficult. Um, I haven't beat it yet. It's it, but it's a you know it's a pattern based boss. So it's, I'm sure I'll be able to finish it tonight, but I really do like it. I think that this is a definite must play, um, though I definitely think you should play New Order first, if you haven't. Yeah. I yeah. think so. And this game you, also, I, didn't I, think get, you could, I think there's a bundle available. You get both for 40 bucks or something. I think that's a great I deal. I think that's a great deal too, yeah. Um, there's also in this game, there's a lot of like challenge mode stuff. I typically don't do that. But I think there's like arena maps and stuff like that. Uh, if you're just looking to do if you time are trials, a, if you are a game player on a budget and you care about, I've, I don't think there's any game where I've actively tried to play the challenge maps because I don't care about that crap. I did, I did, I did uh, Crazy Box and Crazy Taxi. That was. Oh, uh, I mean, okay. So I mean, as an adult, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, if you're like one of those people, well, how many hours can I go on this twenty? Box. I'm going to carry the tune. All yeah. right, challenge mode. All right, three hours. This I think this is a great value at twenty bucks. Yeah, or I think, I think it, it's been on sale for like fifteen recently too. I think it's also um, if you're uh, if you're looking for something you can play in chunks. Like this game, I think the game is probably about eight hours long. It's probably about an hour a chapter. Yeah, I'd say that's you, pretty accurate. Unless you play very meticulously, and if, um, what, which I do, or if you're very good at video games. Right, uh, you could probably fly through it too, but it's a good uh, it's a good title with good breakpoints. Although, I mean, now that both the consoles have that like suspend feature, mm-hmm. where you could just jump back into the game, like I don't know that that's even relevant. But uh, definitely, definitely play this one. This is a, a great value, great game, and it's a it's a good story in the Wolfenstein story. I'd love to get someone to put together like a chronological timeline of all the shit that happens in these well, games. This the this definitely follows 2009 Wolfenstein that had a lot of magic in it. Right. Um and I don't know if the 2004 one that was more of a straight up military shooter, uh I'm not sure. Um I don't know. But it all it all it all stays in continuity with the original Wolfenstein. Yes. Like the events of that with Mecha Hitler and all that, those are that that is canon. And they actually do reference um characters from the original Wolfenstein as well as Hitler and um There are no General, characters in the original Wolfenstein. And General Death's head. Yep. Were they so, character I guess you probably had to read the manual. Yeah, they were I mean they were characters. Um, yes. I do I do also like the uh, the Jaeger character or Jaeger character in this game. Um, Blaskowitz is already like eight foot tall, complete muscle head guy. And this, that dude is towers over him. Yeah. It's, um, it's like, it's like the rock or it's like Vin Diesel meets the rock. Yeah. It's really, it's so ridiculous, but uh, I had a great time with this game. So Fred, that was a monster seg. It was a monster seg. John, speaking of Vin Diesel, how did you find this? Uh, it, it was making the, the, the rounds on the, on the game blogs. Okay, John, you announce what Game Club is for nec- the next two weeks. Okay, so uh, where did I put that window? Where did I put that window? Where did I put that? 
All right. So, and I'm really sorry about this. In two weeks, our game club is an in, in Ichio game uh, called ASMR Vin Diesel DMing a game of D&D just for you. So, there's a lot in that title. So, Ichio is a platform for, like, kind of text adventure sort of thing. Or, not text adventure, but, like, sort of choose-your-own-adventure games. Um, ASMR is that autonomous sensory meridian response. I don't know how familiar you are with this. It's, like... People who can get physical reaction, like positive physical reactions from certain sounds. It seems like it's the opposite of the thing I have. I have uh, misophonia, which is like the hatred of sound. Uh, So ASMR, look into that. ASMR, Vin Diesel DMing a game of D&D just for you. Um, Let me read you the tagline. Sometimes we all get down. Sometimes we all need to do something nice for ourselves. Sometimes we need to play Dungeons and Dragons with Action Star Vin Diesel. I w- John, I play my D&D a quarter dice at the time. That's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, Vin Diesel is a big, big time uh, D&D fan. So uh, I think this is a perfect fit. I've never this played is... D&D. I'm really looking forward to this. Game. I think I need this in my life. I mean, I'm sure you're not actually playing D&D. I'm sure you're playing a character no, 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 who's playing no, no, D&D. No, 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 no. I know. I know, Fred. I know. But- Oh my god! I don't. I don't. I don't have any idea that I'm actually going to play my first D and D game with Vin Diesel. But oh, a boy but you can, would. A boy you can would. dream. A boy can dream. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. All right, do your thing. Hey guys, if you want any swag, we've got swag for you. Email us at fa- letters at fantasticneighborhood.com and we will send you swag. You can also call us on the hotline at seven two zero hoodie six. Uh, you can find us that's on Twitter. A, that's a Colorado phone number, by the way. You can find us on Twitter at Fantastic Hood. You can find John at Hey John Anderson, and that's John with no H. You can find me at Proto Addict. You can find us on iTunes, and if you find us in iTunes, please leave us a rating. It helps people find our show. Vin Diesel playing D anD D. You know, he taught uh, Dame Judy. De- he, they, Dame Judy Dench played a game of D anD D with him on the set of The Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs>